are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, welcome to another episode of the Plug Podcast, Music and Bore, the interview sessions. I am Bushy, and with me as always is my partner, my brother from another mother. I wouldn't even call him co-host anymore. He's my sidekick. He's my partner. Metal Mike, how are you? All right, all right, all right. I'm doing good, Big Bushy. Thanks for having me on once again. This is a total blast, man. Let's do this. I, I, I have to have you on. You're my fucking partner. Um, you're, you're, this is yeah. not a guest. This is not a guest spot, sir. See, here's the thing. Metal Mike's been busy today because he just guested on another podcast. So now he comes in to do our show and he's all fucking confused. <laughs> no podcast for am I? <laughs> oh but, man. So hey, you know, well, you look when your boy and a fellow DJ, someone that I actually uh, personally picked for the station, and all the DJs that I've personally picked have been amazing. By the way, just throwing that out there. But anyway, yeah, they, uh, Brian they Davis. Have a bit bushy. Okay, all right. Brian A. Davis. Well, they've been consistent. Oh! Oh, ouch. I'm Fired! Messing with that, that, I'm messing with Bush. Um, but no, I mean, like, Brian hasn't missed a show. He's like, dude, I'm like Cal Ripken. There was one night, though, that he thought he was gonna miss a show because he was having, like, a lot of technical difficulties. But um, but that's that's neither here nor there, though. Right. But yeah, he, he does that bad, uh, damn good movie, Memories Podcast, so he had us on. Um... He's a good and, uh, guy, too. I got to beat him last, oh, at the last he, Rocket Pod. Yeah, he says, feelings mutual, dude. He he absolutely thinks the world of you. Everybody so. loves Bush. Well, how can you not, you know? I know. I mean, I prefer I mean, to shave, on. but whatever. Well, me too, but, you know. <laughs> shave, um, whatever. You know, like, I. it's funny, man. I was just telling Brian Davis a funny story about a lot of people may or may not know, but at one point in time, I, I dabbled with stand-up comedy years ago. And a uh, few times that I did, there was a comedy club here in the St. Louis metro east area called The Funny Bone in Westport. And they had an open mic night, and I'd go there from time to time. And not to brag or to pat myself on the back, because it's just the truth. Bill can tell you he was the witness to it. I got, every time I'd go up, I'd get like standing ovations and stuff, you know. Nice. And uh, one night I was up there and I was trying new material and it actually killed pretty well, man. And it basically the whole thing was, and I even said when I walked up on the stage, cause you know me, I'm, I'm an open book. I just tell it like it is or how I see it. And I walked up there and I grabbed the mic stand and I said, tonight we're going to talk about pussy hairstyles. I said, that's right. I said it. And I was basically <laughs> saying that I'd noticed that women style their, you know, pussy hair the way. Uh, men do their real hair like you have your you have what i call the military burr where it's 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 clean and it's groomed but there's a bit of a fur burger going on there it's smooth it's short it's you know the burr right just like a military burr sure and you got your uh, flat top or uh, you know uh, which is like a triangle right above the lips then you go from that to uh the mohawk or racing stripe as some people call it yeah, after strip. that 
you have the Telly Savalas, which I said, that's always the kind of pussy I like to play with because she, oh, you know, makes a little sound effect when you play with it. I go, but, you know, the, the one that really scares me, though, is the Chewbacca mug because, you know, you get ready to go down on that. You can hear Chewie going, rah, 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 rah. okay, now that killed, right? Everybody loved it. Laughed their <laughs> fucking ass on it, right? Nice. I get done. The manager of uh, the club calls me, some lady, and she was fucking pissed because, you know, it's dark in the comedy club. And while most people were laughing and having a good time, I guess some people got all butthurt and they left. Oh, fuck them. And she fucking went off on me. So you just need to find different material and quit being so fucking filthy and blah, blah. Just went off on me. And I said, uh, number one, I don't get paid for this. Right. Okay. I'm still kind of learning my way. And secondly, if they wanted to see Bill Cosby, why didn't they go fucking see him? Exactly. I'm Mike Tyler, and I'll do what the fuck I want. She goes, not here, you won't. Yeah. Well. So, and and unfortunately, there's not that many comedy clubs in the area I live. So it kind of, <laughs> you know, but I was like, well, fuck you, you know? And then um, that was that. But, you know, Bill actually had mentioned to Chris since the night of the comedy show, oh, this guy here, he was kind of bragging on me, which I was like, well, it was a long time ago, Bill. But he was like, if you ever need somebody to go up and do some killer impersonations and crazy stuff, He's the guy, you know. But um, yeah, I actually great. did experiment with it and loved it, man. I mean, I was always the class clown and, you know, would joke around and cut up all the time anyway. And for some reason, people find me at my funniest when I go on what Brian Davis calls the Metal Mike meltdowns. Yeah, know? yeah. But, and uh, by, by the time this episode here is, you finally get to hear Bushy go off a little bit because that never fucking happens. Right. Right. Yeah, you did kind of go off a little bit, man. Uh, I was like, you know, no one can deny your love for Eddie Trunk. That's for sure. Good yeah. Lord. Well, hell, or my hatred for people and their stupid fucking opinions thinking it's law. Speaking of law, I got pissed off at work. Um, and for the record, I'm not funny. I'm like funny at parties. I, I, I'm i not the kind of guy that can like... Well, I thought you were hilarious the night in Ian Ralph's room, but that's a whole other... Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's alcohol. And I'm always funny when there's alcohol involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. But what... uh. Like, I don't write jokes. I steal jokes. I steal jokes faster than fucking Dennis Leary sitting at a fucking Hicks show. <laughs> I'll tell you what. See? That's a good one. I didn't steal that one. <laughs> That's a good one, though. But, yeah. but speaking of this whole mask thing, we got the news Friday. Vaccinated or not, masks are back on at work. I know. And I got pissed. And I got pissed. I'll tell you why I got pissed. Not because it's coming. I knew it was coming eventually, but it's it kind of makes me feel like lied to by all this science. I took your fucking Fauci out. I, I did the good citizen thing. I cared about my fellow man and got the fucking shot. Well, now we're finding out the shot don't fucking work. So I got to go back to a mask. That's not what pissed me off. What pissed me off is my fucking supervisor sits there and says, and it's OSHA regulation now. And if I see you without your mask the first time, I'll just remind you to put it on. After that, I'm writing it up. And I, I walk the fuck away from this fucking hillbilly so angry. Mm-hmm. So angry. Because I'm like, okay, maybe you're used to dealing with these <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. I didn't even get out of 10th grade and I don't have teeth kind of fucking southerners. Okay. I am not that guy. Uh, first of all, by the way, I sound, you can tell I'm from fucking New York. Second of all, I am educated. I went to school. I graduated. I got a nursing license. I'm a fucking educated man. I know how to do this thing that's called read. So I immediately, 
immediately go to the OSHA website. And there's no law, standard, or regulation dictating the factories or workplaces that have to abide by OSHA laws mandate mask wearing. So I'm like, you fucking lied to me right off the bat. And that infuriated me. I mean, I was like angry for hours at work over this bullshit. Just because you lied. Say it. The company's mandating masks. And leave it at that. <laughs> it's an OSHA yeah, regulation. Yeah, I just got to throw fucking OSHA into it. I, the minute you said that, I'm like, wait a goddamn minute here. Um, yeah, no. Most of, these, most of these people that work in these factories, I'm sorry, I do it because I blew my back out and I can't lift 450-pound people anymore. And, you know, it took me five years to rehab my back so that I could even do factory work. By then, my license had expired. I'm not going back to school. I've just decided I'm not going to deal with 18-year-old smartasses. So I understand. I mean, when you tell these assholes something, they're like, uh, well, I, I, guess, I guess it's true. <laughs> It's got to be true. You might as well put it in the Bible, man, because God's... That's all you believe is God and the boss. So, yeah, this is the mentality. It's half-bottled H2O. Yeah. So, I was just furious about it. I mean, now I'm kind of calmed down about it, but, man, I was so fucking hot. Because I'm the kind of guy, like, first of all, I'm grown. Fuck your right up. When I was in the army and a write-up could send you to Leavenworth if it's the right kind of write-up, I didn't give a fuck about a write-up. I don't give a shit. I have a special pen that I have carried for 20 years just to sign these little things with so I can throw it back in your face because it means nothing to me. Don't threaten me with a write-up. It's like slapping me on the hand. Well, I'm hardcore. If I feel like I didn't do anything wrong, I won't sign their fucking write-up. Well, that's my whole Well, it's thing. going in your file anyway. Well, I don't give okay. a fuck. Gonna go I told them that. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I've even said I don't give a fuck. And they just look at me like, you know. If, hey, if I fuck up, I'll be the first guy to go, whoa, hey, Mia culpa. You know? Yeah, in the military. Bitch, in the military. If I didn't do anything uh, wrong, go, go suck a dick. Well, man. see, here's the thing. In the military, you have to sign. I mean, because they, yeah. they can escalate. But... You have the option in a counseling statement, because that's what it's called. I forget what the DD form is. That's the Department of Defense form. I forget what it is, because, Jesus, 99 is a long time ago. But if you had to sign a counseling statement, you either concurred with the counseling you just received, or you non-concur. You circle one of them motherfuckers, and if non-concur, you explain why. Well, these people... Oh, I've done that, too. Yeah, these people, you know, these little write-ups in these fucking factories down here, there's no non-concur spot. So I just be like, I'll walk the fuck out of the office. I don't give a shit. Yep. Like, okay, throw it in the file. I really don't care. You know how many motherfuckers are hiring right now? <laughs> you know, I, I don't care. Dude, I saw a dishwashing job, and I'm not saying I want to be a dishwasher, people. However, I've never seen a dishwasher get paid this kind of money. Now, understand that North Carolina is still at the federal minimum wage level of $7.25. They're having such a hard time getting employees. I saw a dishwashing position being advertised outside the restaurant starting pay $14 an hour. Wow. If I was a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, shit. Not only would I be washing them, I'd be like, look, fuck your dishwasher. I'll do them by hand, and I will tap dance and sing. Yep. But, you know, yeah, I got, I got past all that. 
but I guess that's more in reference to last week's episode, which is actually as we're recording this coming out next week. Because for for once we're getting stuff in the bank. Yes, sir. That's fucking weird. I love it. I mean, it's one thing that kind of came good out of it. And another thing, though, you know, like, people have to understand, though, with the vaccine. And I know you get this, Bush, but there's some people out there that act like, well, this is just a cure. Like, if you if everybody takes vaccine, COVID is just going to go away. Uh, no, it's not. This is like the flu, okay? Like, I caught the Delta strain. I was, you know, vaccinated against normal COVID, but this is the Delta strain. Well, now I have the antibodies against it. So it's like... This is the way it's going to be. So, And as far as these masks go, unless you're wearing an N95, and you can only wear those for a short amount of time before you have to get another one, and they're expensive as fuck, by the way. I mean, they're so expensive, they don't even really keep us supplied with them. They expect us to use the same mask over and over. And after a while, I'm just like, I know. You know, so my point that I'm trying to make, man, these paper masks and these cloth, they don't do, we've talked about this. It doesn't fucking stop anything man it's just like almost like well we we have to show we got to put on a show that we're trying to fight this thing it's fucking stupid man it's it's a status symbol it's a way to make people feel safe is all it is And, and, (laughs) and and metal mike i am okay with that i've gotten to the point where people freak the fuck out over these masks so much that i'm okay if it makes you feel safe in the workplace because i'm still going to get a paycheck I will do it, but but out there around public as shit, look, do I need to carry a fucking tape measure with me, set it six foot, like, back the fuck up then, bitch, because I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. I am not going on lockdown again. I refuse to. I refuse to. Now, I had to put in myself on self-isolation, but I had COVID, you know, still technically, guy. I'm still on isolation right now as we speak. That's different. And I did, the only time I left was when I would take my dog for a walk and I did wear one of my masks. You know, only because I do have it, you know, and I'm keeping my distance from people, you know, but so, yeah, you know, but you're right. Like I, I, any other time I fucking flat out refuse. I'm not wearing the motherfucker when I go for walks or I'm not, I'm not doing it, man. Not at home. It's bad enough. I got to wear one at work all the goddamn time. And if you really think it fucking stops anything, you're incredibly naive. Just throwing that out there, man. I mean, mean, you know. It is what it is. And here's the problem with science is you can have 15 different scientists saying 15 different things. Oh, yeah. You know, and we, we've got no real science to base anything on because it is so new. You know, and I know they've been hard studying this thing. That's the only thing that gives me any hope. And that's the only reason I trusted that fucking vaccine where everyone else is freaking out. There, there hasn't been enough time. Bitch, nobody died on the first round, you know, in mass graves or anything. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, know. I mean, the way I look at it, it's like anything else, man. And it's funny because you'll have some people who are Trumpers, and I'm not trying, you know, because you know how I feel about all that. But right. but they're all good night vaccine. I'm like, well, you do realize it was the Donald who pushed all that through. Joe Biden is not responsible for the fucking vaccination, folks. No. Newsflash. That's Donald Trump's work. Yeah, he's uh, that, the was, one that was Operation Warp Speed. That yeah, yeah that was, he's the guy that fast-tracked that shit. That was him directing Seriously, he called it Operation Warp Speed. Like, yeah. he wasn't fucking around. So, you know, anybody, I, I don't know. Like I said, that's your personal choice. I'm not judging anybody for it. I don't care. I will say this, though, man. Um, just know, I'm telling you right now, if I hadn't had that vaccination, I would have been a lot sicker than I was. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you're obviously feeling better. That that was going to lead into my next question: is uh, how are how are you doing? How how's Bildo? And um, we know we know several people that have had it, but people that haven't said anything, I'm not going to mention here. I'm still waiting to hear from one though. It's got me nervous. Um, Bildo is um, he's doing great, man. He just turned returned to work. He he's he's done his isolation. He's good. He's negative. Uh, He just returned back to work yesterday. Uh, I think I'm eligible to return back to work Tuesday, um, but I believe that's my scheduled day at all day off. So you know, go figure. And I'll go in and I'll get tested, and we'll go from there. I got to bring my um, vaccination cards though because I want to get paid. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah uh, and oh, so that's the thing with one. my job. They kept all that on files. They gave they had the you know the local health authority, whatever public health, whatever, come in to the plant. So they know who, because I didn't even get my card until after they'd already had it signed, photocopied it. And then they delivered it to me later that night. Same thing after the second vaccination. I didn't get it back for a couple days. So they know who the fuck at work has it. Hey, that's, I'm down. The, Let's do it, That's the great it, thing for when real. we're talking about music and such. You can never really run out of content because they're just too blowhards, blowharding about shit they love anyway. Being pathetically subjective. Oh, pathetically, yes. Nick the Fuck. dick. Forgot about that guy. Fucking douche nozzle. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so how was your day? I got to talk to my dad today. That was cool. I haven't got to talk to Pop yet, but um, I'm pretty excited because I sent him a, uh, a a trailer for a, a... I think I even told you this last night. Um, they, their Apple TV has got this new series coming out that's based on Isaac Asimov's Foundation Chronicles. Yes. And uh, it looks like it's going to fucking be amazeballs. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, and I, and I put it on his wall. But I'm gonna call him. And go, Dad, did you see the, you know, the new, you know, foundation? You know, because he's he, he was a fan of those books when they were originally published back in the '50s. You know, so I'm I'm uh, I'm like hell yeah. You know, it, it looks like it's gonna be a maze ball. So I'm pretty excited about that. But I haven't I haven't really been able to talk to my dad lately. You know, I'm gonna give him a call. I think. When we get done here, because I miss him. I miss yeah. Pop. Well, I, I had a rarity myself. My dad called me. That doesn't happen very often. So that was Oh, cool. yeah? Actually awesome. woke me up from a nap. I uh, sit around waiting on another buddy to get a hold of me today. He never did. And, um, but, well, you know what? It's fucking hot and muggy in the South right now. So uh, mm. I turned on the AC, and I sat back, and I started watching Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe origin story. By the way, by the way. As a nerd kid from the mm-hmm. 80s that loved He-Man and loved G.I. Joe and thoroughly enjoyed those movies, even though they weren't great, I'll admit, but Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow were so awesome. Between the cartoons, the comic books, the toys, and those movies, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow have been my favorite since I was a little guy. Bildo says the same thing. This movie is fucking amazing. Really? Okay. Two hours long. An action packed like a motherfucker. Highly cool. recommended. Um, there's one disappointing thing. I will not give that away. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the movie at all. Mm. It just has something to do with the character. And it's not even really the character. That's all I'm going to reveal. But it doesn't okay. even affect how much you like the movie. It is just badass. Cool, cool. So well, Bill was thinking out. about renting that the other day, um, actually, you know, because he, he's, you know, obviously same, close to the same age as you, you know, and he, he, uh, he, you know, like I remember G.I. Joe, but here's what's weird about me. I'm old enough to where I remember 
both versions of G.I. Joe. You be a, you be a was, Barbie doll size G.I. Joe when it was one yeah, guy. The, yeah, I, um, vaguely. Like, it's not, I didn't have one. I think my older brother might have. So I do remember G.I. Joe. And then as, you know, the other toys came along, I was like, I think what year did Judge that version it was 81, 82. So I was still a kid, but I'm getting like 11, 12 years old. Um, like, believe it or not, I had the first wave of um, me and my brother Mark. We had the first wave of Master of the Universe toys because they just looked so fucking cool looking, yeah, yeah. man. And yeah, it was I like, think. I didn't really even play with them. I just had the Castle Grace going. and I'd set them up and, and pose them like they're about ready to do battle kind of thing. And it wasn't nice. even because by that point, you know, I'm like, 11 12 to where i'm still into toys but you know it's well you know girls don't like boys that yeah. play with well, toys we're not going to talk about toys. we're not going to talk about that then because i was a little bit older when i stopped finally playing with my toys i actually have a footlocker okay. that, I, that i still have to this day i keep my uh dvds in it now Oh, okay. But it was loaded with all my toys from a kid, and I gave them to Nevaeh's brother when he was like three, uh, which I regret because <laughs> he played the fuck out of them damn toys. He was he was a yeah. Oh, kid. I I still have all mine. <laughs> I I still have my old Star Wars action figures. I still have my Secret Wars action figures, which I have oh. the first action figure of Spider-Man in the black costume. I which I didn't really play with those because again that was around the age where I wasn't. But I still bought them. You know what I mean? I had um, the original G.I. Joe tank that you put four D-cell batteries in the bottom, and, and you push the machine gun <clears throat> turret forward. It would drive forward. Oh. If you pushed it backwards, it would go backwards, and it could go left and right. There was no remote control. You just stuck your guy in the middle of the gun turret. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I had all that shit. Well, I, uh-huh. I, let, I had the Millennium Falcon, the original uh, yeah, me too. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the Millennium Death Falcon. Star playset. I had Castle Grayskull from Masters of the Universe. I even had like the ships and the vehicles from Masters of yeah, the Universe. So me and Marky did. And, and of course, Skeletor with his cat, Panthor, and He-Man with Battle Cat. I mean, I had... Uh, I had all that stuff. I remember I was still playing. So fuck it. I don't care. I don't, I'm not embarrassed. I'm not, obviously not playing with them now. Uh, I was 14 or 15... I was definitely 15 when I was done playing with them. But I was definitely 14 still playing with them. My mom was living in Memphis, Tennessee. And I remember still getting G.I. Joe toys. And, you know, walking down to the local comic shop and shit like that. Right, right. Yeah, it was bad. I, you know, I was, I was uh, just no, out there and I, I didn't I, want I to didn't give it up. I have Transformers and Masters of the Universe, even though I thought they were cool. But I had a next-door neighbor... Um, Mike Banfield, who I'm sorry to say is no longer with us, and he was like a little brother to me. I was big Mike, he was little Mike. Even though when we all grew up, he became much taller than I was. But um, he was a good guy. But he, his dad, you know, uh, he got him all the Transformers and G.I. Joe. So even though I didn't play with him, I would, you know, see him play with him, and I'd look at him and go, man, these things are so cool looking in the vehicles and all the you know, it was it was cool, man. I could definitely see why a kid, um, but I missed that just by a little bit, you know. I don't, but I was like, I remember the first wave, and I'm talking about of GI Joe in, in the '80s, and I did, I think, remember it was right around when we were getting the Masters. You know, my mom, my mom was like, "Look, you got the superheroes, you got the, you know." Because I remember as a child in the 70s, I had the Mego superhero action figures, too. The ones with the cloth costumes. Right. Um, 
My mom's like, look, between them, your Star Wars and that Masters Universe stuff, you ain't getting any more. No, no fucking Transformers or, or G.I. Joe for you. And I was like, oh, damn. You know, because, again, they look so cool, you know, oh, yeah. um, oh, especially yeah. the, the, the um, you know, and, and the thing that was really neat about G.I. Joe, I always thought, and I told Michael that I was jealous of, is like, man, your guys are fully posable. The G.I. Joe guys were fully posable, man. But the bad guys, the Cobra dudes look badass. Cobra Commander with that shield for a face. Yeah. Um, Both versions. Um, the, the damn hooded mask and the fucking yes, silver shield yes. face, mirrored face were amazing. Well, here's something that's interesting you may not know. Uh, when it came to that version of G.I. Joe, that was developed by a writer at Marvel Comics, believe it or not. No, I didn't Because of the Marvel Comics. It was, it was book, a comic yes, first, yeah. Yes. And what was cool about it is that Larry Hama, he straight up said that he based G.I. Joe and Cobra on S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA from Marvel. Nice. Nice. And it kind of makes sense when you think about it. But yeah, man, you know, you had Destro with the silver head and, and, and the Baroness and her slut ass. and But she still had the fucking glasses, which gave her that nerd girl look, which yeah. was pretty hot. Come on, Snake Eyes, dude. Snake and Storm was... Shadow. Those were so always cool. my favorites. And I always, yeah. I always loved the fact that Snake Eyes was a good guy dressed in black. And the villain and Storm was Storm Shadow white. was a dr- guy dressed in white. That was so, you know, what is it, antithetical? Is that the word I'm looking yeah, for? Uh, yeah, well, it was against the norm. It was yeah. it was against the expectations or the standards, you know, that, you know, like, hey, motherfucker, good guys can wear black, too. And even Luke wears black in Return of the Jedi. Just right. throwing that out there. All right, let's get off this nerd shit. I can, hey, it I, is I music can, and more, though, dude. I so, could do you know, nerd shit right. forever, but this is the interview sessions part two. You know what? We should we should just do a few episodes called Nerd Shit, oh, part one, part two. <laughs> I, I think it would be great because God knows right. we can go on forever. All right, brother. Well, we got to get back to Rocket Pod. Yes. While it's still fresh to everybody's memory, or it's just not going to matter. <laughs> we do have some interviews lined up for you today. Um, the first of which. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let Metal Mike take it because he did this interview. I had actually bailed. I was hot. So I got out of the room. And actually, while this particular interview was happening, I was outside bullshitting with um, Chris Sinzak and one of the members of Bang Tango. And he was also kind of handling Ricky Rackman. I can't remember this fucker's name, and I am sorry ahead of time. Not that you're listening to this little show. But, uh... This is the Craig Gass interview. Uh, Metal Mike, you were talking about your stand-up thing that you attempted or dabbled in, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. So tell us about this interview, and then let's jump into it. Well, I mean, for one thing, man, uh, we were kind of wrapping up the interview with the heavy, the president of the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame, who was a nice enough guy, but he was supposed to show up, you know, because they approached us for an interview, and he was supposed to be there earlier, and they were kind of late, and I'm like, well, look, Craig Gass is here. We got to get this ball rolling, you know. Not that I was trying to be rude, but, you know, so Craig shows up, very personable, down to earth, right away starts in telling his life story, basically saying some of the stuff that he said in this, the stand-up that, that uh, we were... Uh, that we saw. So some of the shit that he did Saturday night, he did for me and Verno <laughs> in this interview, like dude. talking about his family being deaf and Lars Ulrich. He does his Lars Ulrich impersonation. Dude, dude his so, Sebastian Bach, his, his fucking Sam oh, Kiss, and he's so great. He's awesome. You know, I'm and, really, I, I have to say, I, uh, I'm really upset that I missed this 
But I'm going to go on record here as saying I'm proud of you for saying fuck it, taking it like a boss, and going ahead and get it, uh, getting it done because I was not there, and uh, yeah, and I appreciate yeah. you because I, oh no last problem, time I dude. was there it was it was me by myself and I had no backup. And right, time, and that would have been rough, man. Yeah. I mean, if I had nobody there, but I had you, I had Verno helping Verno me helping out. I was, yeah. and not only that, dude. Sometimes you just got to jump in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I had to do last time, and you you, you did us proud. And I really appreciate it. Well, so without, I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and here it is. Without further ado, this is Craig Gas Rockin' Pod Twenty Twenty One. All right, man. This is Metal Mike from the Plug Podcast and MattMetalStation.com. And today we have at the Rock and Pod Expo Twenty Twenty One, comedian Craig Gas. How you doing, Craig? I am doing good, gentlemen. How are you? Having a fucking blast, man. This has been great, man. Right a little on. hot in here, a little congested. But it is a little that, congested. We're yeah. all going to be dead from COVID within an hour. Yeah, but, uh, I'm thinking so, you know dude. What? Let's uh, let's enjoy a Coca-Cola and just Have live a out. Smile and shut the fuck up. It's that Eddie last Murphy hour of said. our lives, man. Let's live it out Hell like yeah. it is our Hell last yeah. hour. There's so, a what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's so, it. So, um, what have you been up to as far as recently? I know you know you're a comedian. This guy does a spot on, spot on Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley's impression, dude. Uh, well, it, let, let's hear it right off the bat. Put him on the spot. I uh, I started learning. I do mostly known for doing voices, uh, playing a bunch of characters on a bunch of TV shows, uh, King of Queens and Sex in the City and. In the last few years, doing voices on Family Guy and American Dad. I'm mostly known as a voice guy because um, I've always been able to do any voice that I hear. And right, the reason, right. I don't know if you know the backstory, but my entire family is deaf. My mom, something about that. Yeah. my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf. So growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk from my family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. And um, and uh, people will get sensitive when I when I tell them my family's deaf, which is kind of funny to me. They suddenly like get really serious. But most people get serious. I did a show opening for Metallica. I'm the first stand-up comedian huh. to ever open for Metallica as their main support act. The drummer of Metallica introduces me to his band and says, "Hey man, this is Craig. This is the guy who does all the voices and check this out." <laughs> His whole family's retarded. I go, they're not retarded. They're fucking deaf, dude. What are you telling? He goes, dude, <laughs> deaf, retarded. His whole family's a bunch of retards. And, they're all, and I'm like, dude, you're fucking up my story. But most people will get sensitive when I tell them my family's deaf, which is funny to me because the most insensitive jokes I've ever heard were from deaf people. But uh, right. growing up in a deaf family, I couldn't learn how to talk from my family. I learned how to talk by copying all the voices I heard on TV. So, uh, And I never got an accent from the Bronx. And uh, I always say on stage that everybody in the Bronx sounds like Tracy Morgan. Everybody in the Bronx mm -hmm. talk like this, whether you black <laughs> or white, male or female. That's crazy. Hey, this is the voice of your next door neighbor. And I'm a Vietnamese girl. That's crazy. So everybody sounded like that. But growing up, I started mimicking everyone that I watched on TV, including my favorite rock stars. Best advice I ever got to do a Gene Simmons impression a friend of mine, John Bianelli, who works for Aerosmith, told me, if you want to do a Gene Simmons impression, watch Benjamin Netanyahu. It's the same voice. If you listen to him, hi, this is Benjamin Netanyahu. 
from Kiss. It's the same voice. So that's the simple introduction to learn how to do Gene Simmons. And on the Howard Stern Show, every time we'd have a music guest in the studio, I would constantly interrupt the music guest as Gene Simmons <laughs> and try to sell them <laughs> shitty Kiss products. And I did that. To everyone who came on the I've show. I've heard a lot of those bits, and they were hilarious. Yeah, what were you going to say? I feel like we need three mics here. Go ahead. Well, we share one. Um, that, that gene was spot on. I, do you take requests? Sure, go ahead. Okay, I need um, a Doug Heffernan. All right. And a David Lee Roth. All right. I'm going to do Doug Heffernan and David <laughs> Lee Roth. Uh, Doug Heffernan is, is Kevin's character on King of Queens that I was on. Now, keep in mind... My Doug Heffernan sounds like Christopher Walken, and my David Lee Roth sounds like Al Pacino. Here we go. <laughs> Boy, I uh, I got to tell you, I'm the singer, the greatest rock band of all time. That's right, but we got to get these packages delivered. Pow! <laughs> all right, sorry. That's great. That's man. my go-to. If I can't do an impression, I'll just do another impression and just substitute and, it in. And have them play that part. Mm-hmm. Nice. Can I get Love another it. request Love for an impression? Um, anything. Just throw it out there. Let's hear anything. Stewie. Stewie? All right. Here is my first attempt at a Stewie impression. And keep in mind, my Stewie sounds like Sam Kinison. Oh, hey, gosh. I'm a baby on a very popular TV show, and I love cocaine. <laughs> Sorry. That's fucking perfect, man. That is a perfect <laughs> Sam impression, dude. But yeah, it's uh, most of my um, career I've been known as that voice guy who does voices and stuff. But yeah. And then what happens is Family Guy and American Dad, they'll send me uh, voices and say, the way it's been explained to me is if a celebrity has something written for them and they, and they approach a celebrity and say, hey, we have an idea, we'd like you to be on Family Guy, and we wrote this script, if the celebrity says... I'm not saying that. Then they'll go, all right, Craig, can you do that voice? And then if I can learn the voice, they'll give me the job. So they use me as a utility guy to do uh, voices on the show. So you're, so you're like a, a voice stand-in double. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. I, like, it. Fake? I like it. Right on, And that's, man. that's right what on. I have been doing in radio most of my life with Howard Stern most of my life. And then, See, that's um, where I first heard you was Howard mm-hmm. Stern years ago. Howard now. gave me – it was because of Howard – that I ended up on King of Queens. It was because of Howard that I ended up on Sex in the City. Um, it's because of Howard that um, I ended up living at Eddie Van Halen's house. It's because wow. of Howard. So, uh, And then I put Eddie in touch with Howard, and they, they developed a friendship uh, because of me. And that's why when, when Eddie passed away, Howard had me on his show to say, you know, this is really weird, but when Eddie Van Halen passed away, you're the first person I thought of, you know, because I know you lived at his house, so. It all came back to me. You're the bowling alley story guy. That's correct. That's fantastic. Yep. I had a long, I had a nice three-parter on my podcast, Metal Mayhem ROC, with Andrew Bennett. Oh, no shit. And uh, we, we talked in depth for about six, seven hours, and Andrew... You know, we, we were just shooting the shit for three hours. It was yep. the day of the Super Bowl. I missed the first half because we were sitting here talking. But he told me the story two days after I read the story. So no shit. That was, uh, that was good stuff. You slept on Eddie's couch for like a year or something like that? For a chunk of 2004, I slept in on a couch in the recording studio, the 5150 Studios, yeah. which is on the same property up on the hill. Yep. And, um, and I knew about Bennett. Um, we actually connected after uh, 
I mean, dude, we have this rare thing in common that we both got really close to a guy who was a hermit who didn't yeah. like to go out of his house and didn't, uh, you know, was a big introvert. So, uh, but once he liked you, he really loved you. So we had this like surreal connection of, of, um, and then Andrew put out a book, right? He put out a book and like, um, um, I mean, he's got amazing stories as well. But yeah, thank you very much. Oh no shit. Okay. Yeah. Eruption in the canyon. Yep, that's right. Eruption in the canyon. Eruption in the canyon. And if uh, when you're listening to this, folks, please go to the eruptioninthecanyon.com website to buy the book. Stay off of Amazon. That's a pirated version of it. You're kidding. I didn't it's, know that. It's a long story. You'll hear about it in there. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. No, no shit. No shit. I didn't know that. Well, thank wow. you guys for having That's me crazy. on, man. I. Uh, oh, hey. It's been a blast, Craig. Thank you. We got a party chat. What are you, a 2X these days, or are you still doing an X? Uh, I'm somewhere in between. I'm between an X and a 2X. So. I'm going to give you a shirt. So All right. Sure. Please. Which one? Uh, let's do an XL. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, I mean, I know you got you're you're doing a show uh, tomorrow night, I believe, right? Yes, we're doing a show at the uh, High Watt. I'll be there, so looking forward to it. Right on. It'll be a lot of fun, man. I saw you at the Rock and Pod 2018 comedy show, um, and you you got you were fucking hilarious. That was man. so much fun, man. And I was it really was. excited to be able to come back and do it again. Yeah. So yeah, well, thank I mean, you. Where, this where you guys? Thing, it's a blast. What? Where are you guys based out of? Well, I'm from uh, the Metro, uh, St. Louis Metro East area. He's uh, he's not really part of my podcast officially, but he has this podcast, but he has a live version of it, or a radio show version of it, on my radio station that I co-own, thatmetalstation.com. Okay. I do a show, got tons of DJs, we all do podcasts, and then me and another DJ from the station do this podcast. I was just in St. Louis like three months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, at the Funny cool. Bone in yeah. St. Louis. I go yeah, there like... I, I, I did a few... Um, uh, open mic nights there and had a lot of fun no doing shit. it. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, man. Uh, I will definitely I, be I, back to do I've, the uh, the funny bone. I even got a standing ovation a couple of times. Believe it or not, and some of it was doing impersonations. But uh, no shit. Yeah, the the lady who ran it got all butthurt about my uh, style of comedy, man. So she didn't she didn't like my um, filthy humor. So you know and. and <laughs> <laughs> she banned me from the club, man. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt. Well, that's unfortunate, but you had a question? No, I just... Brilliant, under- brilliant comedy uh, <laughs> Craig, where can people find your product? I'll just search... Getgas.com. Getgas with two S's.com. And um, that's where you'll find uh, all the links to social media and the links to the new podcast, which is called Your Music Sucks. Uh, <laughs> me and... Me and a comedian friend of mine listen to completely different music. He's into jam bands. I'm into hard rock. And once a week, we send each other a song that we both love and break it apart. And what's interesting is not only do we shit on each other's music, there's an interesting thing that happens when somebody who doesn't know anything about your music really reads the lyrics to you and you realize, wow, you know what? That is fucking stupid. Like, like I've been singing along to that, and that makes no sense at all. So, yeah, there's um, it, it's an interesting thing that we're actually both learning that maybe both of our music sucks like so yeah or you read the lyrics and go wow that dude's really fucked up Listen yeah to that shit. but i've been singing it for my whole life i've been spending my whole life singing along and not even thinking about how dumb yeah. these lyrics are so. and that's what we're doing for each other so yeah all right well hey thanks for stopping in thank you brother thank you enjoy the rest of the weekend thank you thanks, guys man. thank you have a good one craig thanks thanks man i love that i love that you were like 
I know who this guy yeah, is. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, just go there, and it's a two-parter. And if you know Andrew, he's a... He's great a dude. Great dude. Awesome. And when you wear the shirt, do me a favor, take a picture, put it on Twitter. Thanks, man. Yeah, that guy's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and he, and yeah, he did he a was... great set the next night. He did, he did a great set that fucking night at the damn Kiss Me the Phantom of the Park. Oh, he sure did. And what's funny about it, like I said, when he when we were interviewing him, he started kind of telling some of the same stories that he did you know, the following Sunday night and, um, just a really funny guy, real down to earth. Um, just a cool dude, you know, and, uh, very, very cool guy. And Verno and him really hit it off because Verno knew somebody that he knew personally. So they really connected, but, uh, Craig was really cool. Couldn't, you know, very cordial professional and a very, very funny guy, man. Um, absolutely. I, I did enjoy inter- that interview. I did enjoy that interview. You know, that's why I had to give you props. But you know what? I tell you what, uh, I don't think we had a bad interview all day. Everybody was real cordial. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, real professional. Uh, the, the next interview we're going to have, I, I let you take lead on that one. I was with you for it, but you were like chomping at the bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. this is the one that like you were excited for. Like last yes. week you heard the one I was excited for. This is the one that fucking Metal Mike, all day long, he kept talking about this interview. So when we finally get to it, you know, I introduced us as such because I just, I kind of do that. But I I told the guy, and you'll hear it, where I said, look, this guy has been chomping at the bit to talk to you. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, you know, hand it over to him. Now, the reason for that is it's not that I'm not an Exodus fan. I just don't know the generations. You know, I told you my favorite album is, fuck, I can't even remember, but it's got Lowrider on it. Um, Yeah, it's not Pleasures of the Flesh. It's the one after that, isn't it? It's it's way back is all I know. It's way back. Yeah, it's great record, though. Um, if I remember, let me uh, think about this for a minute. You know, when it comes to Exodus, because they've got so many records. I think you're talking about uh, Fabulous Disasters, Fabulous right? Disasters, yeah. Great it's classic album. The only classic. Exodus that I have on vinyl is that yes. album. Now, I have a lot of Exodus on my hard drive, you know, digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people ask for it, and I don't hate them. I'm just a casual fan. You're a casual fan. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, dude. There's a lot of bands that I'm casual fans of. that I don't know every fucking song, every album of, of certain bands, but I am a big Exodus fan. You know me. I love my thrash metal. So, And Exodus was one of the big ones, in my opinion, which Absolutely. I said to Jack in the interview, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, well, I, 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 you couldn't have been a nicer guy. Very, very cool. Down to earth. Um, was even kind enough to give me his CD, his solo album that was country. It's Outlaw Country with Bluegrass called uh, Coffin Hunter. And uh, I'm thinking I need to give that uh, set to you so you can check it out, man. I thought maybe we could even play a song off of it here in one of the episodes that were, you know, maybe, maybe not exactly this one. That's up to you, man. My girl's always complaining, always telling me that I ain't worth a goddamn thing. Seems to me she's always yelling, always telling me that I ain't worth a goddamn thing. But I try so damn hard. 
it too far And it's all that I can do From walking out on you She gets drunk, she gets dumb She takes way too long to come Back home to me when she's out with her friends I just wait and watch all night My hopes go up with each headlight And it occurs to me This might never end And I try so damn hard It never seems to get too far And it's all that I can do To keep from walking out on you But here you go, people. This is mostly Metal Mike and Jack Gibson <laughs> at the Rocket Pod Expo, Nashville, 2021. All right, once again from Nashville Rocket Pod, Jack Gibson at Exodus is with us. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Oh, we're having a blast. What is this like for you? And I, and I want to let you know first, I'm going to let this guy do much much of the talking because he's chomping at the bit to holler at you. But how are, how are these things for you? Oh, I mean, this is uh, normal. It feels like a normal press day. You know, okay. anytime we get into the festival, there's a press tenant. Now that I'm the one that doesn't drink, they usually grab me and throw me in there for a couple hours. So it's my job anyway, usually. Uh, all right. Yeah. But, but do you enjoy it? Because uh, 
We were talking to a band earlier, uh, Steel City. We're talking about the power podcasts have with keeping this kind of music alive. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, I think podcasting and you know, long form, you know, media is kind of the way things, you know, the way things are going. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, also like in the in the just consuming media and news and stuff. Um, I think it's kind of going, you know, that way, you know, as well because it's, yeah, because it's like a more open forum, um, you know, and you can you can drill down on uh, like one idea, whereas the news, right? Uh, you got it, and then this and then this happened, and this, and they they're trying to show you everything that happened, and then you know, some guy on, on a podcast, you know, we're going to talk about this for two hours, right? And then you can really drill down on things. And, Absolutely. Well, that's what we want to do. We want to talk about your career. And like I said, this this, this is my partner, Metal Mike. He is dying to holler at you. Okay. Right. Uh, as I said, huge fan, man. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you guys are, uh, you know, I'm here for the big four, but I think you guys definitely are right up there. I know a lot of my friends like the Bay Area, they're like, oh, believe me, Exodus was probably the fourth talent with technically. I mean, like, technically. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, and I'm not disparaging Metallica, I'm just saying, you know, like, you guys are fucking doing that shit. Yeah. Long, long time. Yeah, yeah. You've been in some bands since, what, 96? 98, yeah, uh, officially 97, but yeah, I started jamming with Tom and Gary in 95 or 96. So it's been almost 25 years. Wow. You've heard me with another one of the other Yes. Live album. Yes. Right. See, this guy has jammed with all three singers. Yes. Nice. I'm a huge fan of all three eras. So, dude, I've got to put you on the spot. Okay. Without alienating any of your bandmates or past bandmates, who's your favorite singer? Can you even pick one? I mean, I'm a big puss. I mean, I guess I would. I'd say Bailoff. I'd say Bailoff just because. I mean, because of the the impact that Bonnie had on the world, you know, like Paul helped change the world, and uh, you know, Paul was such a, a character too, like in, in, in real life, in real life, because real life comic book character, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and I miss him, so I think all three of those things are probably good. What if I'm right on? Well, I mean, Bond by Blood, man, as far as I'm concerned, it's right up there with the Killamongs, the Raven Bloods, and all the other It's just a blueprint for what thrash metal is and should be. Uh, as far as, I mean, I, I think somebody described him as a little bit of a John Belushi. I just thought that was very appropriate. You know, I was just like, and I like the fact that he had a card. He literally had a business card printed that said, um, destroyer of all things, relationships, property. I forget what else. Lives, lives, he literally had a card. It says, lives, relationships, properties, no job too small. <laughs> right. I think that's fucking great, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was in the band, as I said, for quite a while. You know, all right. Now it's a great album because, like I said, I think that no, no offense to Zetro because I absolutely love Zetro, and I'm, 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 I'm
Yeah. 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 Well, he's making a tour with his band, and you guys, all I have to say is please do it, and you guys are going to tour with Jim Justin and Yeah, you looking forward to that? Yeah, man, that's a good tour, it's all everybody's on the line. You know, they're hanging out for a long time, you know what I mean? We were doing that, we actually did this tour in Right, 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 I had a cold or something for 20 days, got pneumonia. Very, seems like the same thing. And then I was sleeping across the aisle from Gary, smoking weed with Will, and you know, they get sick and I go. So I, I think I probably got it, or, or I was just strong immune wise and you know, just fought it out. I was lucky. But some guys got really sick. Yeah. And, it's it's well, definitely not a laughing matter. Well, Will went to Oklahoma. He very nearly that died. Right. Man, that would have broke my heart. That's right. And like, like, I loved his like three days before that, I was, like three days before he went to the hospital, I was smoking a joint with him, hugging him, saying goodbye. You know what I mean? So, um, I think I just got lucky. I think I was just resistant to it at the, at the right time. Or maybe time. you, or maybe you get that pneumonia and stuff, yeah. and just being like yeah. built up your immunity. Yeah, Who knows? I don't know, man. This virus, and I'm a nurse, see, and I'm, yeah. I'm here to tell you, it just has no rhyme or reason. Yeah, man. It's, it's no fucking sense. Yeah, at all. it's hard to like, hard to. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I was, you know, like we knew that. You know, like like by the time we were going home from that tour, we still none of us knew anybody that had it had it, right? Like it was still kind of off in the ether to us. Um, and you know, so we we weren't really that worried about you know being over there. So basically, what do you guys got going on? I know you guys are working on our new album, right? Uh, it's done. The album's been done for about nine or ten months. Yeah, we did it like last September. Last last September and October, and then uh, you know the way the world is now, the it's a really good record. Like Gary, Gary came back with a vengeance. And, uh, well, I can't wait to fucking hear it. Yeah, it's coming out uh, November. Another thing that's interesting, I, I did a little bit of research. I mean, I understand you're not your music. I am. I do. I live here, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, 
actually, I came out here. Uh, I was just going to come out here for six months and take some pedal steel lessons. Because I, I picked banjo and mandolin and I played some lap steel, but I wanted to get into playing the pedal. And uh, like no one in California, I don't even think anyone in California owns one, hardly. So uh, uh, I knew a bunch of people out here, and I just said, hey, I want to come out and rent a new apartment. And uh, I came out and just decided I wasn't going to get back. Nashville's a happening town and it's become a rock and roll town now, which is probably the best thing about it. Well, well, what's interesting is you see it everywhere, music town, music city, and I'm like, and it is, and it's all kinds of music. It's not just country music, which I actually like. I'm more of an old school country. I like that outlaw country. Yeah, my mom, huge uh, Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me That's too. why I always say, man, to me, sometimes you don't have to be heavy metal to be metal. What oh, I mean by that? They were the original. Yeah, I mean, look, man, as far as I'm concerned, bluegrass, that's almost like thrash. Those dudes fucking, they're flying. Yeah. Well, you know, not only that, but like, like take the take the Texas movement, like the Wayland, Willie, Bobby Bear guys. Like, those were the original guys to fuck the system. To go, yeah, your deal sucks. And they're like, well, that's the deal you get. And they go, yeah, well, fuck it, I'm leaving. Right. And, and they, they did, they and told they went Nashville. To Texas, and they did it themselves, and then Texas, and then Nashville's begging them to come back. Like, that's the original punk rock move, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the original indie, like, you know, just the guy saying, yeah, F you. Yeah, you know like my I mean? mom, man, she had the Red Headed Stranger, yep. uh, Nelson's concept album. Yep. I remember playing that when I was a kid. So, you know, even though I'm metal mind, I do love a lot of other kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And I definitely love that album. Just that outlaw, like, I'm, come on, man. Johnny Cash, Cole from Prison, putting the camera off. That's fucking metal. Yeah. And even the lyric, man. Dude, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. There's a lot of, dude, fuck. there's more murder in country than there ever was in metal. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just, that's just straight up. Yeah, some of them country guys, man, they party just as hard, if not harder, than the rockers, man. I George Jones would George Jones would have killed Motley Crue. They would have more withered and died. That's hard to even believe. (laughs) I'm just curious if you could be in any other band, no matter the genre, what band and what instrument? Man, that's a that's a tough one, dude. I could probably I could probably invent scenarios like that all the, all the time. I mean, uh, you know, I probably just like to play bass for for Jerry Reed. Nice. Uh, the old, you know, Jerry Reed. I think he's the best guitar player that there ever was. <laughs> um, and, and that's pretty much it. I thought I was kind of weird thinking that. And then I got to Nashville, and that's pretty much the consensus. Right. That's awesome. You know, like everybody's like, oh yeah, fuck Jerry. He's, Jerry's the best that there, that there was. And, uh, so uh, I never got to see him live, but I, I, I mean, I can watch him on YouTube for hours. You right. Know? And uh, just to sit and watch his brain tick, you know, right. would be like what I would love. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to sit with him while he was writing. Music, right, you know, it's either either him or Roger Miller. Roger Miller also had that that wacky uh, writing brain, and I would have loved to have sit and wrote music with Roger Miller. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so besides that, is there any other music projects that you're working on? Yeah, I have a country band actually. It's like a uh, it's it's like a Jerry Reed or a, uh, like Convoy. Uh, Country, it's like car chase. Uh, I, I pick banjo shit, and, uh, and then I sing. I do like uh, it's a lot of like deadpan, like like talking, 
uh, you know, like Boy Named Sue type type vocals, and uh, I end up, you know, I'm, I end up kind of in that punk country category, like the Hemp Threes and stuff, just because of who I am, and because it's not radio country, you know, it's like old school country, so that like bottlenecks you into this, you know, punk rock world and stuff, which is fine, you know, okay. but, yeah. but yeah, so I, I do that on the side, you know, not, not too aggressively, because a lot of the time when I'm home from Exodus, like, I just want to be home, right. and I just want to sit there and, like, look at my guitars and, you know, like, not get in a fucking band and go to a club and like, have to stand there all night. You know what I mean? Oh, I totally get it, man. Uh, the question is, though, do uh, you have any records that you can't this project? I do. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can find it on online. Uh, I think it's on Spotify and all that stuff. Uh, uh, I have a couple. There's a couple releases for it. The band's called Coffin Hunter. So I think the first one was called... Uh, Let's see, the first one's called Red State, Blue State, Interstate 8. And then the next one is called uh, Animosity and Panama City. Awesome, awesome. And uh, is there any way to get that physical? No, not really. I have a stack of CDs in my garage that I don't have out for sale. But you can find it like on Amazon yeah. or Spotify yeah. or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's on like Reverb Nation and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm a big believer in buying it. Even when I get the digital, I usually I buy it. I buy it. Okay, yeah. Okay. For a lot of different reasons. Some people think, one, it's to help support the band, but here's the other one. This is kind of a selfish reason. We get a ton of music sent to us, you know, at the station, at metalstation.com, and I'm always like, there's so many bands in so much shit, and the metadata's all fucked up, and we can't play it because the metadata ain't right, right, for legal reasons, yes. you know? so then I gotta go in there and put the metadata, so right, okay, you're you. getting shitloads of music, it's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. The great thing about Bandcamp is that metadata's all in there. So I'm helping the band out. And if it's a band I really love, I'll buy the physical media and they give you a digital download for free. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, man, dude, thank you for coming on. This is fucking rude. Like I said, you guys are right up there with the Big Four as far as I'm concerned. You know, you know I, got, I got something to say about the Big Four. Uh, you know, like we we hear this we hear this a lot. You know what I mean? Like there's been, you should you should be in the big four. Or, you well, know, I just the, think there should be the, more than a big or, four. Or, or it should be the big, the big ten. It should be the big ten. Right. You guys deserve to be on like that like our thing is like you know we were you know I mean I've heard them talk about it because I wasn't in the band during you know those years but it's like you know like there was four bands that were really big. Right? That's why they're the big four. We weren't one of the bands that got really big. Were we one of the most influential, you know, at the time? Yeah, okay. Cool. Were we as influential as three other guys? Probably, you know, but they were the big four because of how, how much they sold. Well, it's, it's not like, it's not because of what you how much you like them. Right. Right? You know and what I, I mean? Agree with that. Like, yeah. like that's the big a four is the big four for yeah. that reason. I because right. I'll have people go, well. So and so, and they should take that. I'm like, guys, they sold the most that's albums. Exactly. That's right. why they're the big four. That's right. We're not saying they're the best four. That's right. We're saying they're the big four. Right, right. Well, that's number one. 
That's right. The other thing I wanted to point out is uh, the fact that, like I said, I always said, well, there should be a Big Ten, just because I do feel like you guys, all y'all, all you guys deserve recognition for your achievements. Yeah, maybe you didn't sell as many of For example, Iron Maiden, right? Especially out of the new wave of British heavy metal. Huge. But and even though this was not in the Wobble band, but to me there's also what I call the new wave of European. I definitely put Merciful Fate right? Yes. I think Merciful Fate didn't sell as many records as they but they're every bit as fucking influential as they Maybe even more so. No, no, and that's not no disparagement. I love Maiden. No, I, I, I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Merciful Fate, hugely, hugely influential. Influential band, yeah, they sold some records, but you know, we're near the level of a mate, so that's again a good example. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, you know what, dude, I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah, man, it's good to talk to you guys. Yeah, sure, right, for sure. Right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, can, can I get a picture with you? Yeah, for sure. Man. Stay mad. Yeah, I, uh, I have one of the CDs for the country band in my car. Oh, awesome. I'll, I'll get it off, I'll bring it to you a little later. Sweet. All right. Now, look, little disclaimer. I was sitting next to Metal Mike. Now, this is where I could tell that Mike was definitely excited because we only had one Mike. We are, we are definitely upgrading for next year. But yes, we only had one Mike, and Mike would get excited and talk about something. And I would – God, I wish there was video of this. I would, I would be pointing because Jack would be saying something. And Mike's still got the mic in front of Mike's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm trying to point because this guy's talking. And I think part of the talking. reason for that was because I was used to working with Ferno's equipment that had two mics. Yep. And I kind of got a little spoiled and I just had a brain fart, man. Yeah. Uh, so if the sound quality isn't all there, folks, I do apologize for that, you know. But it was what it was. I mean, I thought we'd be okay with the equipment we had only because in the past, rock and pot expo that i went in 2018 it was more of an open area from what you're saying the one in 2019 was that way as well bushy yeah, and with a, this one it was, one, it was like they had us area. all in a small room man so it's like that's why i'm like i said it before i'm gonna say it again i'm gonna hit verno up because i'm gonna like i want to know what the brand that is that those dynamic mics you were using i want to get that now i know it's a little costly but yeah, I don't care about that. Like, can I, I set a disclaimer out to Sinzak? We are not bitching about the accommodation, not at all. sir. No. It was just, it was very compact. It was very loud. And I mean, look, we're not saying we got, anything. We got Sinzak USB mics, biatch. <laughs> right. You know, and, 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 you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not at all. Cause in, in a way it is on us. Right. I mean, I guess I could have brought my, my yeah, soundboard with my mics, and I did think about it, Bush. I did because, quite honestly, it's one of those soundboards that it's a USB. You just plug it into your your PC or your whatever. But my the reason why I didn't is I was worried because, dude, I got a lot of different. Even though it's one of those ones that's, that you plug in your you know your computer, I still have. You know, I would have needed a power strip. I would have needed. I didn't hmm. know if we was going to be able who to had have a power. Who, who had a power strip with them? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Huh. My point that who was had extra I extension did... cords with them? Hmm, I wonder who that fucking yeah, yeah, guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but my point that I was trying to make is, I, you know, there's a lot that that's involved with this stuff, and 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 also these mics, as great as they are, they're not dynamic mics. They're right. more that they pick up just like a USB one. So yeah. to me, it was like I don't know if it. Yeah, we could have had it to where the the guest could have sat down and talked into the other mic. Um, 
because I have two mics. I have one set up for Bildo and myself for the Metal Mic Show. Um, but I don't know if it would have. Um, you know what? I don't either. And I, I definitely wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I was just making a really bad joke. But I, I, I definitely man? think. My feelings, Bushy. I'm going to fucking fill out a butthurt report. Well, yeah. Send it, <laughs> send it to 1-800. I don't give a fuck. No, no, no. That's <laughs> not it at all. It's 1-800-WHAM. Extension B-O-O-H-O-O. Have it dispatch us out of ambulance. Yeah. And if that doesn't walk on, work, you can always walk on to www.wineback.com. That's to all you pussies out there that can't handle shit. Go ahead. Well, we're, we're definitely going to be upgrading our equipment uh, through this off season. Because yeah. I, I, I basically think of um, Rock and Pot as our Super Bowl. And I hope we keep having him. Now, as of right now, Chris Sinzak has stated publicly, now that he has reappeared on Facebook, that the moratorium on Rock and Pod 2022 talk is off limits until October. Which means it's going to happen. <laughs> but through this offseason, we are going to upgrade, uh, you know, upgrade our equipment. Because I think we're as good as Cobras and Fire. I think we're as good as, you know, Rock and Metal. I think we're as good as who the fuck am I kidding? I just want to sound as good as. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so no, it wasn't it wasn't a bad interview. That was just a funny little interjection. So if you heard Mike ask a question and then you didn't really hear Jack talking, that was why. Then you would hear him talking, that was why. It was just a funny observation on my part. And, it um, was though, so, and 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 like I said, man, uh, when I get you know because. Verno told me about how much that thing cost, and like I said, I'm going to hit him up because I want the specs on it because I want to know if I can find it on Amazon. I'm definitely buying me one of those. I think it would come in handy. I think you one know. of those would be great for walking around the expo because – Exactly. You know, there's times where you just run into somebody, hey, let's talk real quick. Exactly. You I know? think it would – you know. Well, I'm thinking like, man, even if I go to shows sometimes and if I get a chance to interview somebody, boom, I can, you know, have a right with you. pull that bitch out, you know. So, was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we will definitely be more prepared uh, next year. And yeah, then uh, actually our first interview of the day, which is weird that we're doing it this way. But but to be honest, when I listened back, I heard a terrible echo and I thought it was going to be able to be used. But our first interview of the day was actually this up-and-coming band. And, uh, man, they, they, they kicked some ass. And, uh, and they were a real cool interview. Uh, Metal Mike. Metal Mike, what would you think about these guys? I talking, loved them. Talking um, to them. They were really cool, very friendly, um, down-to-earth guys. Just They were fans themselves, you know what I mean? And I think that's one of the things that's coolest about this, especially when you interview new bands, because uh, I did a little bit of research on them, so I knew their backstory. You know, the fact that they had had this album, it was done, it was in the can, but the, the name of the band was actually different. And then the lead singer, he um, hit the, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it was it was shelved. And then the singer wanted to get it back. And the guy that was the in charge of the record company was like, well, maybe we can do something with this. And then that's when they had decided. But then the singer had asked. Wait, I thought that was Steel City. No, 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 no. Steel City's got two albums to their credit. No, this is Native Son. And Native Son, what they did was, you know, the singer and, and the record company guy, they were like, well, okay. So the singer checks with all the, the musicians that were on the album. And unfortunately, a lot of them, you know, you know how it is. Real life gets in the way. Some of them moved on to other projects, whatnot. They couldn't commit to it. So they decided to go ahead and release the album. 
They changed the name of the band to Native Sons, and then the guy, the singer, picked his own musicians to tour as this band. You know, so, and that's, you know, so the, the album got to see the light of day, and I really like it. It's got that whole 70s um, hard rock swagger to it, you know. Um, I dig them a lot, and I, I, you know, I definitely, like I said, I played them on my show uh, last night, so... You know, you know, you know how it is, man. With me, I play all kinds of rock and metal on my show, from legacy to to the new stuff. You know, I'm all over the place with oh, it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm always trying to help newer bands out. So, definitely uh, want to add them onto the station. I'd like to. I need to talk to Duckets and see if we can upload their music into Auto DJ. That'd be badass. But here you go. Uh, this is Native Sons. Our very first interview of the day, Nashville Rocket Pod Expo 
Man, getting him to party is like pulling teeth, so, you know, but he's very responsible, which is also Where is the Mountain Forge? Thank you. 
in such short time. That's great. That's great. Now, you guys sit down, you guys sit down is it, do you all get together? Do you all get together? Are you guys at home noodling? And if I have a home noodling, and if I have got this idea, and if I you together, what's the process? A little bit of all that. A little bit of all that. I have some material. I have some material. I work on it. We're on it. Doing our homework. Right. We all meet up and kind of together. Sometimes, sometimes me, or Mike, me or Mike will have a song that's how it's like, here's how we play Here's how we play it. Well, somebody wants to listen to you. How do they find you? You can find us wherever music is streaming. You can even ask Siri to play Native Sons and she'll find you. She'll find us for you guys. You can find us at oddballmusic.com. You can like us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. If you're on social media, we're on social media. Just look us up. And where, where can somebody like buy your music? If you want to buy it, uh, if you want to buy it in physical format, you can go on highballmusic.com and you can order it straight from their site, and they'll ship it straight to you. Awesome, awesome. That's what we really want to know because yes, those services are great. It'll give somebody a taste. We're those guys about physical copies, so we always want our listeners to know where the hell they can connect to get the music. Because we know getting it's hard, we know it's just I used to do it back in the day. So we like to make sure you guys are all well taken care of. We did it. Is there uh, anything you would like to tell us about Thanks. You know, just really dig getting this opportunity. And I mean, if you see us out there, don't be scared to come talk to us, man. We're real laid back. Yeah, we're uh, all about our fans. Yeah, we're uh, so all about our fans. You That's a good question, man. Um, let me think about this for a minute. Um, you know how it is. Not only do you plug in at the plug, you also have to plug some shit. Well, you know what? Uh, 
I know something we can plug. We'll we'll plug uh, which we've been talking about them a lot anyway. So, uh, but I think uh, anybody out there, if you love uh, hard rock and heavy metal, especially the old cool stuff, not only do you need to check out Native Sons' new album, which uh, I do believe is called. Let me see here. I'm gonna. Yeah, here we go. Native Sons. The name of the album came out just this year. The Natives Are Restless. Highly recommend this record from the fucking opening track, Silver Lining, to the last uh, track, The Key. Killer, killer stuff. And the other album I'm going to recommend is Resistant Bite. Now, it's not a full-blown album. They're working on an album, from what I understand as we speak. But they Bushy have... is working on an interview with them. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we, uh, but it's the one that has the myth I'm living, Ode to Lemmy, and Pain. And then the single I had you play last week was actually a single um, that came out, I believe, in 2020. And then, of course, they have the myth I'm living as a single, too. So that's all I have in their music. But if you are a big fan, especially Tesla, but Tommy Scale, man, this is a heavy, heavy band. Now, I'm not saying this this ain't Tesla. Yeah, I'm not saying heavy like fucking. Pantera heavy yeah, or like I mean, no, it's not like that at all. But it's heavy, it's heavy rock, rock and roll. It's heavy, heavy rock. You know, Tommy apparently is all about the heavy, from what Brian Powell told us when we ran into him at yeah. the uh, Kiss uh, meets the Fan of the Park screening. And um, yeah, just uh, really, really good stuff. So again, I highly recommend that as well. Oh yeah, well cool. And I'm going to recommend, I was talking about it earlier, uh, G.I. Joe origin story, Snake Eyes. Uh, you can get it on Voodoo right now. You can rent it or buy it. It's expensive as fuck to buy. It's like $28 or something, but I think it was well worth it. Metal Mike, final thoughts. Final thoughts? Shit, dude. Keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, motherfuckers. Oh, see ya. Yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers, bye vinyl. We'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck? Is this shit. This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.
how I'm high as a kite I just might stop to check When I'm walking I stop and I'm so strung out I'm high as a kite I just might stop to check Body and beats I stay my sheets I don't even know why My girlfriend she's at the end She is starting to cry When I'm walking stop Let me go on.